I wanted to live a fulfilling life and it, my accolades wasn't going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. It, it's the love that I have for my friends and family and the opportunity for me to receive the love back and receiving the love back is also a duality thing. You can receive it back, but are you, are you open to it? Are you open to being filled by it? Are you open to be confident that it's coming from an honest place? Um, so I've, I've just done, I've done a lot of work so far and the work continues, but uh, I feel like I've come a long way. Hey, y'all. Before we get into the episode, we are going to have a quick huddle up. So cut the music, cut the music. That's my job. I have just cut the music because we have to huddle up before we get into the episode. Okay, we're going to do a reset. Um, There are new people here. Things are developing, expanding. And um, we also just, I think, should huddle up so that we can remind, we can have a reminder of what this is, what this isn't. What are some boundaries and expectations? What can you expect and not expect? Um, Let's just get on the same page about some things, okay? And I realize that there are some people who are, like, mainly on the podcast and not on Instagram. Just like there are some people who are on Instagram and not on the podcast. And I address these things on Instagram much more often. And I'm realizing, like, oh, okay, like, maybe let's just put it on the podcast, which is probably a really good idea because this is where the more in-depth, like, experience of, like, getting in contact with these things happens because Instagram is so more, so much more clippy, like clips and reels and stuff. So I think this is a really good time to have a huddle up, and this is probably going to go for fifteen to twenty minutes. Okay, so I want to I want to give you that. We're going to talk about, um, yeah, let's get into it. So this this all started from a review. I was going to read the review, but it takes too long to read the review and my caption. Um, so. It is from Tuesday, March 8th. We're in 2022. If you want to go and look at it, you can go and you can also look at the review if you're on Apple Podcasts just by scrolling down and seeing it. Okay. But the caption, my response is on Instagram. So what I want to address here, um, I want to look at this review as a representative review because this person is definitely not the only one that feels this way or thinks this way or interprets things this way. Okay. As a matter of fact, um, I know that so much that I address this issue pretty consistently at this point. Okay, the issue, some of the issues that we're talking about, I address it pretty consistently because I know that this is not a one person issue. Like this is this is plenty of people can have this sort of experience that this reviewer has um, when going through this work. So it started off. So so it starts. So people can interpret things really positively and are able to see the work works, the value in it, um, able to see like, wow, this is so great. Um, All of that. But then you start to turn turn different when your feelings get involved and again remember let's say we're talking about the general you okay this is not a this is not about the individual reviewer although it would probably apply to the reviewer because the reviewer is representative of a certain group okay a certain group um, of people who are interpreting things this way so so you can see the solutions are really positive and great you love it but when you're when the feelings start to feel negative then um, you start to feel negatively about the work what I'm pointing out here is a conflation of the issue we turn into like so um, feeling judged okay feeling judged like that I'm being judgmental taking things personally um, and being feeling personally offended and when someone's talking about being judged or judgmental then yeah we are talking about being personally offended that is very personal and a feeling of being offended so even if you're not using those words understand that it is inherent and is embedded in the experience of feeling 
judged. Okay. So, but we're, so we're conflating the issue because we're making the, your feelings about the work and that's not the case. So we want to make a more of a distinction. Okay. As you're reviewing this work as you, and, and you can also think of it as like a review as an inter, your interpretation of the work, whether you're leaving a review or not, how are you interpreting this? Are you able to see the solutions work? You're able to see results. You're able to try some things in your own life, or you're able to trust that other people who are sharing with you are experiencing results in their life. And, but are you experiencing that your feelings feel kind of bad? Okay. Are you feeling kind of sad or you're feeling um, maybe ashamed? And is that causing some resistance in you? Does that, is that, is that shutting down the ears where you're unable to now hear the message because now the feelings are in the way and it can be difficult for some people to experience a licensed therapist saying something like that because many, many people have a lot of um, associations and assumptions that we attach to therapists. Okay. But there, I promise you, there is nothing in the rules and regulations or the code of ethics that says that I need to value your feelings over everything. That is not a requirement requirement. Okay. And the, and I'm saying it like this because it's not that I'm not empathetic or compassionate or understanding. And if those of you, especially if you've worked with me, understand that. Okay. And a lot of you can at least can even pick it up in the podcast. Right. So it's not, it's not that, but I want you to understand that, that I am not bound to this rigid, like prioritization of you, your feelings over everything. And often what some the like the way that my work is so different and works so well for people is that I know when to give you that and when to help you focus and prioritize solutions and efficiency over the negative feelings that have been holding you back for years, which is why you are paying me to help you to move those things out of the way. Are we getting clearer on this? Are we getting clearer on this? So, um, Let's keep going. Let's keep going. There was something in the review that I am going to address that, again, I think is representative of, a, of plenty of people who might feel this way or, inter- or, or think this, okay? That, there, that I don't have data or research to back up certain things, um, that they're basically just my opinions, but I state them as facts. Let's definitely talk about this, okay? Let's definitely talk about this. So I am clear when there is something for you to look up or Google or whatever, you can like facts, books, okay? And if you've been in my workshops, I've answered those questions clearly. You're like, hey, is there a book that, that supports this? I give it to you and the author. I know exactly what you, I've never tripped. I've never tripped up on that question, okay? Because I, because I know the stuff, okay? What I'm, not, what I'm not going to do, what I cannot do and won't do is while I'm going through this, going through my content, sharing it with you, I'm not gonna give you a, a, a footnote of citations. If that's what you require, Okay, and then this is the thing. You're able to see general you, and this was even this was mentioned literally in the review. But so, okay, um, you're able to you listen to all these things. You you experience you you experience me as credible. You experience me as being trustworthy, and you experience me as being knowledgeable. I know my stuff. I've walked the walk. You can tell all these things, but then we want to talk about I don't have data or research. If you if you can you validate me all in these other ways, and if you still need more, I cannot I can't give it to you. I have a limit. Okay, I'm not going to give you citations. If you validate all of these other things, and you have other people telling you, and it's not enough, and you are still looking for more references, or still you want you need websites after every podcast, that is a limit that I have. I will not provide it for you. I will not provide it for you. I will not provide it for you. Okay. So um, 
in this practice, as I do this work, as I'm sharing with you in all the ways that I do and all the avenues, I use informal education, formal education, observation, understanding, discernment, empathy, common sense. There's a lot of things. It's a conglomerate of things that help you to understand these things better. And if you require it being done in a certain type of way for you to feel safe and secure in the information, if the knowledge, if, if, if you experiencing change in your own mind and heart and change in your life or hearing others, um, if that's not enough for you, then this is not enough for you. This will not be enough for you. Okay. Um, on top of that, we're to, uh, that, that review specifically mentioned, and I think that this is important to, to note in particular about, about this particular review. So I'm, I'm switching from wide range to narrow. Okay. Let's go to that particular one. Said that there, I mentioned that in, with that comment, the no data, the opinion, um, hypothesis specifically mentioned, uh, of, uh, what I shared in Over the Threshold, which was the last episode of season five. I shared, um, about orgasms being linked to creativity. Okay, I'm not going to get into all of the things about it, but I I want I want to point out that 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 uh, that that is a very uh, the re- that part of the review is a very narrow lens, especially like um, sex and creativity, sex and masculine and feminine energy, sexual energy and creativity, orgasms, creativity. That ballpark has been around for civilizations. Not just generations, civilizations. Okay, We're talking about thousands of years. This is not the, so, but in the in especially white Western worlds, and I don't know where this person is on the map. Okay, but especially in white Western worlds, this kind of energetic talk or masculine and feminine energy or sexual energy and creativity is very like it's like taboo of course you know there especially if you're into like self-development or and if you're or if you're in the new age realm or some stuff like that then it's more common for you of course it's more common in certain spaces it's not that it doesn't exist in white western world but we can all agree it's not taught it's not like readily available for the masses of people right so it's it's very niche here but that idea has been around for a long, long time. And so let's be careful when we're talking about that there's no data research to back it up. And let's be careful about um, this kind of standard that we're using because uh, in the land before time, there were not imp- there was not empirical study and yet people lived and yet people found truths in observable realities and they found truths in experiences, okay? And so um, that fact, that, that kind of, uh, that observation from the review alone uh, is just sort of ironic, I think. It's a bit ironic because we're using like this validation tool that exists that that came into practice way after the idea that I was talking about came into practice and we're 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 calling certain truths more truthful um, based off of something that actually does not give it an inher- inherently more truthfulness which is empirical data itself okay that's a way to validate truth it does not create truth so what else do we have here um what I don't have for you. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I choose the way that I serve this to you. Okay. I choose the way that I serve this to you. If it's not, if, if, if it's not and if it's not credible enough after all this time and you said uh, that, you know, you, you've been listening and I'm talking specifically about this review and then we're going to, going to about to come back wide range. So you've been listening. You said, you don't even think you can stop listening, but if you still don't find it credible enough, then, uh, hmm, I mean, you might want to go find a more credible source to help you uh, get the solutions that you want. And I mean that totally seriously. I know y'all know, I know you know that I'm being very, very serious because I'm telling you what my limit is. Okay. 
And I'm also reflecting to you how uh, honestly ridiculous it sounds that we could say, oh, my gosh, this thing works so well, but I need more and more and more. At the, this, I've talked about this, especially at the last attachment workshop I did. Um, that was actually the very first one, right? I'm about to do another one in April. So talked about how, like, sometimes people get so caught up in the information. You're just collecting information and finding all, and you just want to find loopholes or rather holes in things. And it prevents people from really actually doing the work. Um, you find all kinds of reasons to avoid um, and disconnect from the person or people or the groups or whatever um, that actually have the solution for you. Because now I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's sort of interesting how we can get in our own way, isn't it? All right. Yeah, I'm not, here's another point. I'm not going to sell myself more to you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I want, I'm glad we're doing this because I want to go, I want to make sure that we do, I do this early and I do it and, and I do these reminders now, um, consistently, uh, not every time we're not going to do this every time for sure, but I should say periodically rather than consistently, because I do not, I'm not going to get caught up in this invisible race on the internet with, with people who haven't even interacted with the work or me personally, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sell myself more to you. I'm truly doing more than enough. I'm doing more. This is not a request. I am self-employed. This is not an obligation. This, this, the, the, this, this, this uh, podcast is as consistent as it is and as quality as it is because I made it so. No one's making me do this. I'm not in an obligation or contract with anybody. I did this. I do this. This is here because I because of me. This was this was in first in season one. My podcast was like twenty downloads an episode all through the season this was never about any individual you this was not about a bunch of yous a bunch of individual yous this wasn't even about an individual me this is a larger mission and I'm not going to take a bunch of time trying to sell myself to you to any individual you okay this is what it is I'm not okay um I'm, so I, I can't cite everything. I'm not going to cite everything. I'm going to give you the references when I got it for you. Um, I'm not, and I'm also not going to ignore things that I know to be true and useful and the things that work for you just because somebody is uh, skeptical or can't trust themselves or me to, to make a good decision. Okay. I can't, I, I'm not going to do that. The reason that this stuff works and uh, those stuff works time and time again is because I know what I know and I do these things consistently. Okay, if if the people that you're hearing from, whether it's written review online or you're hearing their testimonials here on the podcast, if the people and myself got results like this and sustained them the way that we're doing, then even if this was a bunch of BS and opinions, then I must have a lot of good BS and opinions if that's how you want to look at it. And if you want to call me judgmental. Okay, and this, again, we're wide range now. We're wide here. I think this is a good time to remind you that I'm not. We're not talking about individual person, but we're going wide angle here. If you're experiencing me as judgmental, um, then my judgments must be good. If we're getting results like this, we cannot say you can't say in the, in, in, in one thing. Hey, uh, the things that you're saying work. They make so much sense. Everything is so true. Lines up. And then say, but, I, but, but I'm being judgmental as if it's a negative thing. Because if that was true, then my judge, if, if being judge, if being your version, wide range you, if being your version of judgmental, if that's true about me, then I must be making some really good judgments based off of your validation alone. Continued listenership. Hmm. Hmm. Choosing to try some things out in your own life. Mm -hmm. 
your validation tells me this. Okay. So, and also I want to, I want to um, actually give you a real brief side tour here. Um, that side detour here. I read this article. They made us read this article. It was assigned to us in grad school about the difference between being judgmental and ha- making judgments. And so real briefly, like judge being, making judgments, we make judgments all the time. We make judgments of good and bad all the time. Um, whether it's uh, who, uh, what cashier you go to in the grocery store, you make a judgment call about that, even if it's just judging how long it's going to take you to stand in that line. I'm just going to take that example because there's so many more that I could make. And I think you can see where I might be going with this. We're constantly making judgments all the time, categorizing things in our minds. That's how we make decisions. It is impossible to go through this world without making judgments. So to try to be judgmentless is ridiculous. You would have absolutely no standard of anything. You would have no ability to make decisions. Being judgmental is about assigning um, like value to you as a human being. Okay, that's what people are often getting. When we're talking about being judgmental, we're saying like that you are better or worse as a human. That is not me. I won't, I do, I can't, that's, I totally reject. Okay, that's totally not me. One of the reasons why I can do this work so well is because of my absence of judgmentalness, okay? But I do make judgments. But I do make judgments. Some people just want everything to be okay, okay and good, but it's not in the sense that in, it's not, not in every, in the sense that not every way is going to get you the results so many of you want. There are better and worse ways. That is a judgment. One of the reasons my process works is I teach the best ways. I don't let you do the worst ways without making sure we are mindful of the potential consequences. We are choosing, if you are, if you are If you are choosing the worst way, you understand what the worst way gets you. And we're not going to pretend that it is the same, that it is of the same value in choice as the best way. They are not the same. If you need me to um, suspend all judgment, I won't. I can't give that to you. I don't believe that is healthy. I do. I will not do it personally or professionally. I cannot suspend all judgment. I need to be able to make decisions and have good discernment. Discernment allows me to see choices more clearly. I'm not suspending this. This. Okay. That's the last point on that. And here we go. Okay, good. We're going to think we're going to finish. I hope we finish. Okay. We're going to do this in about 21 minutes. We've got about three more minutes here. And then I have a bit of a, uh, huh? Slight read at the end. Um, All right. Here's this disclaimer. Um, This is not therapy. This is not therapy. This is not there. This podcast is not therapy. This is one way information given to you. You are interpreting it as an individual without my supervision. This is not therapy. And I'm not going to keep doing this, like having these uh, these uh, special recordings and special times. And and I'm not going to keep I'm not going to interrupt the podcast flow to make sure that. Oh, okay, uh, uh, I'm not going to keep doing that. So what I'm going to do, uh, so I, what I'm going to do, because, because I know that I'm saying no to a lot of things, I do have some things that I'm going to do, okay? Because I do take accountability for this because I'm telling you that I'm standing two feet in here. I'm standing two feet in and I'm two, I'm, I'm, I'm all in me too. Like I'm not coming out of me for this. So because I'm refusing this, I also, I take full accountability for the consequences of that, which means that I am going to take responsibility for recording a trigger warning, the out, a bit of an outline of like what the trigger feels like, what you can do about it. Um, I'm gonna re, pre, I'm gonna pre-record that. I'm gonna pre-record um, break times that I'm gonna insert into podcasts. 
Okay. And I'm also going to pre-record the reminder that this is not therapy to remind everyone that this is one way, that this is not dialogue, this is not communication, and that I'm not, that your thoughts are not under my supervision. Okay. You're, neither are your interpretations. And so they are unable to be validated because I'm not a part of that. Okay. If you come to some negative thing, uh, okay, I'm not a part, I, I cannot, I'm not a part of that. Neither am I a part of the positive things. I'm not a part of any of your interpretations. After they're shared, like positive ones, I'm able to be like, yeah, 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 you're getting it. And the negative ones, I'm like, okay, I can see what's going on and I respond. Okay. So when they're shared, we're able to, you're able to, you invite me into the validation process and then we're able to see, okay, where are we landing? Are we about right or about wrong? But without that, I, I have no access to it. So basically I'm going to have a pre-recording of this kind of thing, of that kind of thing. And I'm going to insert them into podcasts. So this is my accountability. Okay. Because this is not going, I'm not going to, it's not going to, I'm mindful, I'm not, but I'm not, this is, this is, um, you, there's, there, there, there are times when someone is asking for too much or maybe sometimes does not know what they are asking. And so this is the way that I'm taking accountability for making the choice that I'm making. I'm also taking responsibility for um, the fact that, you know, that I know this podcast is triggering. How many times have I said it? I know that the way I deliver things, I mean, I know we go deep and I know we go personal, okay, especially when we're going one-on-one. And so um, I'm 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 going to put some controls in place that help the wider wider audience understand what's going on to try to curb some of these issues. In my I already have in my so you all know in my individual and group contracts I've already added clauses and special contracts and outlines of trigger like I have a trigger response contract okay which outlines the process of triggers how they work and I have a also now have a protocol for if someone that is feeling personally offended in group that they have a way that they can we can document this that other group members have the ability to then um, give their interpretation if there's anything that they feel uncomfortable with. so I have a protocol here so that's my accountability because I'm not going to change the way that I do this work because it's working and I and and, and, the, and the the negative feelings that get in the way of someone receiving the message the way that it is um, meant to be received and the way that will ultimately help you those negative things that get in the way I'm willing to I'm willing to deal with that in order to de- deliver this work the way that I'm doing it because it's working it's not going away so this not this is not an apology but it is accountability okay this is not an apology but there is accountability here. So I think this is just really, really great for us to have this reset. Um, it's really good for me to reflect on where my boundaries are, what I'm able to and not able to give you. I'm able to see um, where I felt, where I feel, have felt compelled to accommodate when really that might, that was not the best uh, decision for me and able to m- much more. And this is so nice to be able to like, be in this position for me, myself personally and professionally to be able to very um, quickly and not in a rush, but able to quickly process like what's going on. What kind of decisions do I need to make? Um, Where are my feelings getting in the way of handling this in the best way? So, you know, that's like the benefit of doing this kind of work is being able to handle these things like this, where I can uh, address you without being, you know, we don't have to, we're not going to make this, this like ongoing issue. We're going to address it. We're going to wrap it up and we'll handle it as we do as things go along and as boundaries need to be adjusted or reinforced, then that is what we will do. So um, I like, cause I like the feel of this podcast. I like the feel of this work so far. I like the team feel of this thing. And so I want to keep it that way. And I believe that with like the right mindfulness boundaries and continued like clarity on what we're doing here, we can maintain this sort of like experience even as things get bigger. And so I need y'all's help in this. Like if you are with this work, 
Okay, if you've worked with me or you've just been listening and um, great, cool, but I need you on this. So um, check yourself is the first best thing. Okay, check yourself. Check yourself um, is the first best thing that helps to, to for us to keep getting moving this work along so that you don't get caught up in your own feelings. Right. Um, yeah. Leave reviews. OK. Leave reviews. Hit the stars. OK. We like hit the stars. Um, please. That's great. Uh I'm learning. I'm learning to just embrace the star thing because I don't really, you know. I'm like, oh well, people don't really know that. My old, my Scroogey self was like, people don't really know the work, and how can they review it and all of that? But this is just the world that I decided that it was going to be a part of this bigger world that I'm building. So here we go. I mean, we got to do the stars. So I appreciate y'all for being a part of that. And I know that a lot of y'all can think like me, like, well, I don't need to do the star. Like, it's like, what's the big deal? And like, the truth is, it is like it does ultimately. It, it does matter. So let's all just kind of embrace the stars go ahead and press the stars if you have not there are so many people that have not okay i can see that so there are so many people that have not um and that's that well i'm gonna do one slight read on this review and then we'll get into the episode so um oftentimes you know we're talking about projection and a lot of people don't know what projection is or how it works thinking about doing a whole uh workshop on literally projections i think that would be beautiful i would love that for people to understand that you have to understand that like, when i do these workshops i'm thinking about y'all like getting the work and like how it's going to help you but i'm also thinking wow this is a better world i got 20 i got uh you know first it started with about 20 now we're getting to 100 and we're going to hit 200, right? So I'm like, we got 100 more people that are aware of this in the world. That's great. You got 100 more people that are going to be able to check themselves in a different way. That's amazing. So that kind of stuff, I really I really love that. So I'd love to do that for you. Um, but okay, um, projections. So what I think is just interesting about uh, something in this review that you all can kind of see um, for yourselves and kind of see what I'm talking about uh, is... That, and this is so interesting because I love using like sessions as example. Like I use session moments that happen in session to help people understand what they're doing in the larger world. And so now we're kind of doing a very large uh, one way showing of this, which is really interesting. I imagine there'll be more of this in bigger ways in the future. But what we see is um, a lot of concern about being judged and yet holding me to three stars saying that if I do what you want me to do, then you will give me two more stars because I'm not good enough without your changes. And so I'm going to make this read slight and light because we could go deep and wide. I'm going to make this slight and light. You are doing exactly what you resent and detest you are doing exactly what you resent and detest so sensitive to judgment being judged that you hear me talking to in a one way that that codependency episode was one way not not commenting on anybody else's stuff you hear me talking about me and you took it as you, as I was talking about, into you. The word disgust stuck out to you, right? So look, I know how this stuff works. 
And for uh, this is not just a this is not a personal thing for anyone. But it's not for any one person. This is a lot of people. I'm using this as a really strong example. Okay, that when we are really sensitive to things, some of y'all have heard me talk about this before. But let's make this real. When we are sensitive to things, when we have unresolved issues, especially when feelings around feeling rejected, abandoned, I am not good enough, and we become super alert, hyper aware, hyper vigilant of people pushing us away or making us feel less than so much so that you have lost sight of who I am, who Taylor is and why I'm here and what I, what I do on a consistent regular basis. It's not a surprise. Okay. Predictable, qualified, experienced results or all these things that you validate yourself, but we become so triggered that you, that that you can forget me and totally focus on you and yet present it as if it's me. So I think that that's interesting, okay? Something that we all need to be aware of. And the holding two stars over my head is an experience that you have had in your life wide range you nobody everybody remember let's remember let, act like we're a big auditorium together and it's like i'm talking to a ten thousand people if it is resonating with you then just understand it is resonating with you but i am not coming for you you just relate to to what i'm saying holding this over my head you have had an experience like this where you have had to perform in order to get approval the difference between me and you is that I refuse and you accommodate or feel pressured to and you don't have to live like that and you don't have to keep projecting this issue onto other people this is not my problem it is yours that I and other qualified people can help you with but when we have these things and we see ourselves enacting the same punishing behavior on others, we have a problem. Okay, y'all, let's get into the episode. Thank you for listening. I think ultimately this was all for the best. I wanted to live a fulfilling life and it, my accolades wasn't going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. It, it's the love that I have for my friends and family and the opportunity for me to receive the love back. And receiving the love back is also a duality thing. You can receive it back but are you are you open to it are you open to being filled by it are you open to be confident that it's coming from an honest place um so i've, I've just done a, i've done a lot of work so far and the work continues but uh, i feel i've come a long way hey y'all welcome back to boundaries and grace my name is taylor chandler and i'm your host i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and i help people break negative relationship cycles Now, today our guest is Arabia. Arabia and I worked together one-on-one, and then we did couples work with her and her husband. Okay, y'all, we are going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about finding her voice. We're going to talk about her embracing her feelings, ultimately coming into this really beautiful balance of herself. I think you're really going to like it. Um, On top of that, I need to add this note, okay? I want to add this note. The, what you just heard, y'all, the reset, the big reset is what we'll call it. Um, it's, it's, it's causing me to add this note because the timing couldn't have been better on the schedule for this episode to come out. 
So I had one intro for this episode, but now I re-recorded it because the timing was so interesting. Arabia and I recorded this back in December of 2021. Okay, it is now March. And I, it, I've never taken this long to uh, put an episode out for a guest. I think there was one that might have been close, but it wasn't this long in between the recording and the actual release of the episode. So I just think the timing is so amazing because of the way that we talk about how her defenselessness, um, how her checking herself throughout our sessions really helped her to move along so efficiently. And because of the timing of me doing this big reset and the timing of this episode, it's just a really beautiful mashup. And so Arabia, I thank you. I thank you. It's amazing how timing kind of works things this way. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so happy about the way that this turned out and where we ended up. So this is an especially long episode, but I think it is especially worth it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in between uh, in between now and the, in the end. All right. Let me get off this thing. Hi, everyone. My name is Arabia. I am a recent client of Taylor's. We did one-on-one sessions and they've honestly changed my life. So I'm so happy to be here today. And um, jump into some really great topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already we got a good start. So as usual, hey. we just, <laughs> as usual, we're just going to dive right into it. So I want to know what was happening in your life that made you think that it was time to reach out and do something? It was a couple things. Um, first off, we were in the middle of a... Uh, mercury retrograde um so everything was really crazy at the time um but more specifically um I had a really painful argument with my family and I needed some emotional clarity about it um I uh, was recently married and I really wanted to get myself uh emotionally healthy and just mentally healthy before I stepped into a new I guess a new life um I really didn't want any of the baggage and just uh, my stuff. You know, we all got mm-hmm. stuff, right? I didn't want any of that to impede on my new life as a wife and as a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, we say this all the time in black families, there's generational curses. And I wanted to make sure that a lot of my, my generational curses are nipped in the bud with me mm-hmm. um, before starting a new generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I knew a large part of my challenge as a person is that I didn't know how to understand or regulate my emotions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is something I carried with me as baggage as well on how I understood myself and how I understood the world. Mm -hmm. And I had a resentment for a lot of situations and issues Mm -hmm. and I just didn't know how to process them. So Mm -hmm. it led me to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I did. A couple of things that you've said are already sticking out to me. One, I have to point out that to be aware of like the transitions as the transitions are happening and to know that there's likely going to be turbulence and then to say, mm-hmm. maybe I should do, I should do something about it before something really bad happens um, is really right. great. You had that perspective and that because we don't always have to wait until the plane is going down, we can kind of mm-hmm. be like, this looks the, the, the skies look kind of, 
uh, shaky today. <laughs> they look like it looks like yeah. when it looks like if there's an impending storm, like what can I do ahead of time to prepare for the turbulence that I know is likely to come? So I think that that's really, really good. I wanted to point that out. Um, and I have this Thank question. You. Yes. And I have this question that you're not prepared for. So I'm just going to ask you anyway. <laughs> okay. Is that okay? Go for it. Okay. No, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I want to know what is it like because there's a lot of people like this. I talk to them often. Sometimes it's difficult for someone who's so, uh, and you know, I know this, you know, I think this about you, know this about you. You're functionally like you were already highly functioning in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. then the relational piece was not connecting in the way that you would have liked. And so for you, what was that, what, did, what was that like to notice um, and to be in that experience of being able to succeed in some areas and feeling like the other areas are not successful? What was it like for you? Wow. Um, well, I feel like this is a difficult question because for me, being that I'm overly functional um that was a way it was the way of escapism it was a way to escape the sadness Mm -hmm. very deep sadness that I had that I wasn't connected in my relationships deeply um and that I had been running from those said relationships for a long time um I had been running from the opportunity to get close actually Mm -hmm. um so I think after the dust settled and I saw that you know, I've got all these accolades, which is great. Um, but I had, there was a, there was a very clear, um, scope that my relationships could use a tune up. And, um, it's, it, but it's more than that as well. They could use a tune up and that I actually wanted to be closer and that I actually wanted deeper relationships and I wanted mm-hmm. to be a better friend mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a better daughter. I wanted to be a better sister. Um, I think that a lot of the things that recently happened to me and, and gave me an opportunity to slow down, that's the silver lighting, mm-hmm. um, gave me an opportunity to slow down from constantly chasing accolades is, is to see that that was definitely a need. Um, but yeah, I think that's what also made me proactive in, in just seeing you and, and opening up these discussions is that um, I wanted to live a fulfilling life and it, my accolades wasn't going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. It, it's the love that I have for my friends and family and the opportunity for me to receive the love back and receiving the love back is also a duality thing. You can receive it back, but are you, are you open to it? Are you open to being filled by it? Are you open to be confident that it's coming from an honest place? Um, so I've, I've just done a, I've done a lot of work so far and the work continues, but uh, I feel like I've come a long way. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like smiling ear to ear. This is like, this just makes me so happy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, this, and, and something you talked when you said slowing down, that's, this is something that first, let me, before I say this, uh, w- do you identify with an attachment style? You know, which one that you were at the beginning of this? Yes. Um, well, no, no, no. At the beginning, no, I had no clue what attachment styles even were. Mm-hmm. You were a huge help to helping me, um, I guess, guess what mine, my, not guess, I was guessing what mine was, but mm-hmm. you gave me a good 
direction to um, to start looking into. I think it's avoidant dismissive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, avoidant dismissive attachment style. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, yeah, I've looked into it and it, that's me. That's me. <laughs> somebody that uh, keeps people arm's length. Yes. Somebody that, uh, you know, is, is too busy for everybody, you know, or, or just mm-hmm. highly, I guess, just, just me. Mm-hmm. In one mm-hmm. sentence, it's highly functional low emotion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um you know i've been reading into that this um attachment style and truly um trying to see what of my which of my behaviors match that and um trying to not reverse it but just correct it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep yep something that's really hard for someone who sits on that dismissive avoidance in that space is the slowing down because Typically, we find ourselves, even though I, I, I never identified totally with dismissive avoiding, I was like more fearful avoiding. I had like those elements of both. But um, something that's difficult for mm-hmm. someone, regardless of what, what attachment style they fall in, when, they're, when we're inclined to the dismissive avoidance, when a, an avoidant side, the difficulties and the slowing down because of the fear of what happens if I slow down, what's here? Who am I? What do I do? What function do I serve? What role do I have? And all of that is wrapped up in how we value ourselves. And so there's, for many people, a fear in slowing down and being like, how do I really feel right now? And so I love that you're talking about that because so many people can relate to it. And also on the other side, the people who are frustrated with this type, to hear that it's not, um, that it's not, for the sake of just being highly functional. It's not for the, the, people don't run just for the sake of it. There's something behind it. And often it's not like personal to, to you who's affected. It's, it's personal to the person who's personal to the person who's doing it. And I think that's just so helpful. And like um, for two people who find themselves with someone who has like an opposing attachment style, because empathy is usually missing there. And so that, that you're just kind of laying it out like, this was really what's going on is going to be really helpful for people. Um, definitely. And what's funny is the day that we had discussed um, that I had um, personality traits of a dismissive avoidance um, attachment style. Mm-hmm. I discussed it with one of my close friends and that was a good um, kind of a, it was a good educational piece between us because that's where we differ. We actually have um, different um, attachment styles. I think she says that she believes hers is fearful avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, and that ha- and that she had did take um, my kind of unavailability personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it helped. It helps to one know your attachment style, and two be able to also know what her attachment style was, so I can know what she's used to and expecting from me. Mm-hmm. And it does help with that empathy piece, like for sure. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that I was struggling with too: yeah. is empathy yeah. for myself and for others. Yeah, I want to know at the beginning of this process. What did you think that you needed? What did you think that you were going to therapy for? And what did you find that you actually needed? Was there a difference or was it the same? There was definitely a difference between start and finish. Um, 
for, I needed to organize my thoughts. Um, a lot of our conversations, I never spoke um, my thoughts out. Um, and it was nice to hear myself speak about them and listen to you coach me through those situations. Um, going even deeper, I felt I needed to be validated in the way that I felt about my relationships and like my thoughts and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what initially brought me to therapy. I needed someone to gang up on the world with like, yeah, mm-hmm. the, you know, this is this and this is that. Mm-hmm. Um, but funny enough, I learned that that was my biggest, one of my biggest issues was that I needed to um, be validated um, mm-hmm. by others or I, I sought out to be validated by others. Um, and and I, I learned that I needed to, valid, to validate myself. Um, I feel like I also learned that due to my um, dismissive avoidance, needed for validation, uh, low emotional availability, I was a large contributor to some of the challenges in my relationship. So that was like, not a slap in the face, but just a reality check. Like, get off your high horse you're a part of the problem too. Um, and just getting like the wherewithal, like I had no clue until some of our sessions of how I was contributing to failure in my relationship. Um, my, my, I guess, yeah. So like failure in my friendships and then even, um, some failure in my, um, marriage. Well, you know, my, uh, partner and I have been together, my husband and I have been together for 10 years. And we recently got married and, you know, so a lot of some of the stuff that we worked on, I think has drastically, drastically helped our marriage and helped our relationship and how we uh, connect with each other. Um, but bottom line, I needed to find my voice. Um, I needed to find my compassion for myself mm-hmm. and for others. I needed to validate my, um, I needed to validate my innate ability to love and be kind to others without it being conditional. That was another thing, for sure. Yeah, that just being is enough. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, a question. Um, because the way that you say it, like, you know, sometimes after we go through this process and we're able to rattle off, like, all of our bullshit, like, we're able to be like, yeah. I did this, I did that, I was unavailable, I was cutting people off, I was doing yeah. all this kind of stuff, I was, mm-hmm. I was distant, I was, and we, and we're able to run it down because you, and you used the word confident earlier, because we become, like, confident in being able to restructure and change those things, so we're able to, like, we, and this is just another, let me take this little side, 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 uh, routes detour I don't know what to call it but when we have shame about these things it's very difficult to just say it it's very difficult to just run down the list of like this is my bullshit these are my red flags these are the things that I'm doing but when you become like confident in your ability to change it it's easy to run those things down but in the meantime in the meantime the confront the the confrontation of the reality is hard to hear um and as nicely as I try to deliver it to someone, um, I still know I'm, what I'm saying is hard like to hear. So yeah. is there any anything that you would tell someone who has fear of that feeling of being like, oh, my gosh, oh, Taylor's going to tell me what it is. She's gonna tell, <laughs> she really going to give it to me, right? Like, like how, how, so how would you advise someone to handle those hard truths? 
I think you're spot on. When I tell you almost every session you were snatching my edges off, like you were literally uh, <laughs> putting me in check on a lot of things, like to where I was really blown away. I am very retrospective to myself, but when you would just come out with these one-liners, these one-sentences, I was just like, okay, wow, he really knows what she's doing. And um, <laughs> just a couple times, you had me speechless. Um, but what I will say just to that at is... Each other, just staring on the Zoom. Just looking. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, like Diddy and that uh, guy yeah. on um, whatever <laughs> on the voice. Uh, thing that was. Was I it guess. the voice or X Factor or something? That, that, that meme I will never yes. die. <laughs> That's exactly it. If you guys know that meme, that's exactly how some of our sessions went. Um, That is hilarious. (laughs) But um, what I would say is that therapy is not a one-way street. You've got to come and you've got to be willing to do the work within yourself as well. Mm. Um, You've got to be, I mean, you're not paying... Anyone, all your future clients, current clients, et cetera, you're not, mm-hmm. we're not paying you to agree with us. Mm-hmm. I'm paying you to disagree with me. Mm-hmm. I'm paying you, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're providing a very valuable service. So you're, you're more of a coach. You're coaching us in areas that we can improve and we should be willing to be open to that and know that you're not coming to um, belittle us. You're not coming, you know, where you're coming from is not to embarrass us. Um, it's literally to help and you have to come with an open heart and an open mind. I know it's tough. A lot of us have been in denial about a lot of things our whole life. Um, but the work starts here and, you know, the hour session is loaded with so many gems and jewels, but the real work starts when the call ends and there's no one there to coach you. But I think that I also have very tough skin and um, not that it's needed. You don't need to be an overly tough skin um, client to work with you at all by any means. I'm just saying that for me, I was really, really interested in hearing another perspective. So I wasn't threatened by it. Um, I didn't bring my ego to our sessions or I tried not to. Mm -hmm. Um, And that those who are struggling to uh, find that space of confidence to hear some constructive criticism, I just um, implore you to focus on um, that you're here to help. Mm-hmm. You're genuinely here to help. I appreciate that. I'm literally editing as I'm doing this, okay, because of the nature of this episode and it being a bit different. I'm literally editing as I'm recording these things, uh, as I'm recording this, and I'm realizing that this episode actually isn't especially long. <laughs> Um, cause I'm often on Instagram live for an hour. <laughs> so that's funny. Anyway, um, are we enjoying ourselves? This is kind of nice. It's sort of a different, sort of different, different little flow today. Where are you? Are you in the car? Are you on the way to work? Are you getting ready to go to sleep? Are you waking up? Where am I in your day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taking a bit of a breather here. Good time to grab those stars. Okay. Actually don't grab them. Give them. Give me this. Give me those stars. Give me those stars. Good time to do that if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Okay. 
This is also the first passing around of the Cash App offering bucket. I thank you all to, um, who have given, who have given of all sorts of amounts, um, no matter how large or small. I really do appreciate it. It's so nice to, um, it's so nice to be appreciated. So I appreciate being appreciated and that this work is valued and that you're getting something out of it because I'm definitely not asking you to give if you are not getting anything out of it. I'm not asking you to pay me hourly for this, okay? I'm literally saying if this is giving something to you, if you're getting something, some positive results out of it, or if it is lifting you in some way um, consistently, then um, I encourage you to pour back into what you are receiving something out of. I think it's good practice. Okay, Uh, we're going to go back into the show. Isn't Arabia great? So anybody, like you're saying, like, you know, you don't have to come in with, like, with your hard hat on, like, ready to get hit upside the head. (laughs) Like, that's not what it is. But, you know, to be able, like you said, you put the ego aside. Like, in other words, like, lowering our defenses to be like, I, I have to be able to put this stuff out on the table. Otherwise, what's the point? I tell people all the time, like, please save your money. Please do not spend your money to fight (laughs) like please don't do that um but often we don't realize how resistant we might be but you did like I mean I can I think that one of the reasons why and I'll say this like because normally people do 12 sessions and you we finished in 11 (laughs) like there's nothing we're fine everything's fine here everything's great here we can stop it here and cut it one of the reasons why you were able to get through it so quickly is because you were so receptive and non-defensive. Like there in our sessions, it was like we're you, we're here to solve a problem. Like it's not about like as weird as it sounds because it's therapy and we're talking about feelings a lot. Even in this conversation, when when it comes to like getting to the solution, it's not like about the feelings. It's about like how do you solve the problem? Mm-hmm. And you were able to right. just be like, okay, regardless of what it feels like to hear what to hear what is happening I got I need to hear it and you just yeah. like you you just consistently had that attitude every single time and I think that that's important to point out because it will help others to be like okay like I, I can do this even more effectively and efficiently if I just relax and remember mm-hmm. who I'm talking to and why I'm here, mm-hmm. and we're here to solve the problem. But often we get people get triggered, and and it and it mm-hmm. honestly slows down the process, which is on it, which is expected. Your process was actually it's it's it was abnormal because normally we do have to like get through some resistance. So it's fine. It's not like a judgment. It's just the truth. But you can get if you're if you're aware of it before going in, you can save yourself some time and energy if you just kind of relax. That I agree. And I think trust had a big point, part of it too. Mm. I feel like you earned my trust so quickly that you knew what you were talking about and that you, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if our energies just matched, but mm-hmm. I really felt like calm. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we're going deeper here, maybe another thing is I was just completely exhausted of trying to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe my defenses were down because of my level of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. I think all of that has a role yeah. to play. 
So, yeah, when we finally get to that point where it's like, I'm I'm not about to do this another year. I'm not going to do this another month. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this for really another day. So what is it? Like, just what do I have to right. do? And I'll do it. Um, and so in that moment when we're just like, honestly, it becomes a moment. And I've had these moments, too, where it's just like we become like desperate for just the answer because we try yeah. so many things on our own and we're hitting a brick wall. And then finally, we just need we just get to a point where we're like, I'll just do whatever. Just tell me what to do. Um so yeah, that that is helpful. But also, we do we do also process information very similarly, which is helpful um, because we kind of speak mm-hmm. the same like language. So that that's although that's also not necessary. That's just something that is helpful, and it's just a, it's a factor. Some people, some who are, um, you know, I have to communicate with everyone differently. Um, but the, what doesn't change is the principles that we're getting at. Like what doesn't change is the solution. The solution for everyone, every personality, every gender, every age, every weight, every geographic location, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I'm telling everybody the same thing because it works for everybody, but I'm telling you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes someone who's a bit more sensitive, who's a bit more, uh, who's a bit more influenced, who's a bit more, and sometimes they come up as being more codependent, like you have a codependent and you you fell at the beginning of this on a more hyper independent side, both are problematic, but the ones who fall on the more like expressed codependent side have to communicate differently. And sometimes that just we have to like negotiate how we're talking in the in the actual conversation, which can slow down the process. Not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. But yeah, I think that all of those things mm-hmm. had to do with like how you were able to just move through some of that stuff really quickly, which is good. Yeah, I agree. And one more point I want to say is that um, to my point earlier, I feel like I I had another um, therapist before. And to that point, I feel like I approached it the same way that I approached our first couple sessions or not. It was just for one session, our first session. Just looking for someone to validate me, Mm -hmm. looking for someone to either prove my, prove yourself wrong looking to, for someone to prove your family wrong, mm-hmm. looking for someone to prove that you're a victim in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're coming to therapy for that, I don't think that that's, a, that, that's not, that's not the objective you should be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what helped me along the way is I was truly looking to, to have a perspective to heal and, and to learn how to coach myself and coach my emotions mm-hmm. and coach myself off the ledge that mm-hmm. I was constantly on. So yeah. yeah, I've been thinking about this recently, like over the last, I would say it's become just more apparent in three, four weeks. But I'm like, you know, yeah, am I doing attachment work? Yeah, duh. But also, I, at the at the mm-hmm. like the core of this, I'm like, I'm really like teaching people how to lead themselves. It's self-leadership. It's self-mastery, mm-hmm. like right. to know yourself so well that it's not a mystery why you react a certain way. You can just, you already, you know what it is and you know what to do about it and you have control over it. Um, so that's interesting that you put it that way. I've been thinking about that recently. Cause that, when we feel like we're just kind of like floating or pushed and pulled by people, we're always uncomfortable. So getting like those tools to be able mm-hmm. to be like, okay, how do I stabilize myself without being, um, without withdrawing from the world and isolating, because that's not necessary either. How can I be in this present moment, be in my relationship, and still have this sense of myself, control on, of, over myself, 
and I'm making my own, I'm making my own personal decisions and I can also do it in the context of my relationship. And it's this like nice little balance, big balance, little balance, big balance, but yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, this is good. Um, <laughs> we're talking, we, let me see this question that I, that I sent to you. Um, I'm going to, even though we, we, I think that we sort of, got into it early in the conversation. I'm just going to ask it anyway, because I think that there still might be some things that could be important. Uh, so here it is. Your feelings, as and just as anybody, this isn't just Arabia's feelings. This is anybody who <laughs> would identify with um, avoidance. Um, our feelings aren't something that we're attuned to before, and you identify with that. So how... This is a big question for people. Well, I know I should be attuned to, to my feelings. Well, how do I do it? So, Arabia, how did it happen? And what does that mean to you? Like, why, was, why is it even important to you to do? Um, I think I lived on the phrase, it's not a big deal um, for the longest time. Um, I definitely mm -hmm. was very avoidant of my feelings in the past um I had to run from my feelings and emotion for just a really really long time because I had nowhere to put them or and I also had nowhere to discuss them mm -hmm. um I don't I don't really have like an emotionally available family um and I at the time I wasn't comfortable even expressing a lot of my deepest emotions to my closest friends at the time but our sessions really taught me how to be available for myself mm -hmm. um, and to just coach myself through a lot of the just like turbulent, wild, like w ways that I would victimize myself mm -hmm. in situations. Um, how did I come to identify them and express them? What really helped me was our sessions when we discussed um, like how my expectations of others at times were too high. Mm -hmm. And like, I kind of set myself up for failure to be, um, to, to feel the, the, the feelings I was feeling, at, whether they were belittled by others, mm -hmm. unloved by others, mm -hmm. um, you know, not wanted around, et cetera, et cetera. And then a, another thing we even discussed is um, how I could have, really high confidence in my functional functionality, excuse me, mm -hmm. or my functional ability, but low confidence, low self-esteem in my, um, I guess in my deeper self, mm -hmm. which kind of connected to me needed validating validation from outside sources, et cetera. Yes. Um, the, our sessions, I feel like that's just like the one sentence answer. Our sessions really helped uh, me identify them. That's step one, identify them. And expressing them is like the homework after, you know, the yes, course yes. that I feel like I'm doing now. That's not a one size fit all. It's not a snap your finger, fix it. It's something that I'm constantly working on, reminding myself that um, it's a safe space to express these emotions that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. These feelings matter um, and um, that it's okay. It's okay for me to have emotions it's okay for me to disagree with people yeah. it's okay with me to have boundaries not want to do something and don't have to be afraid that I won't be loved or I won't be favorable because I don't want to do something mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
So all of that work was just valuable. Um, and what it all means to me is it's just growth. Um, I'm stepping into my 30s, a completely new decade in February. And I love that I have these tools that I can use to, to conquer this next challenges that the 30s are going to bring. This is good. This is good. Um, something that I think, something that you you do, and I don't know if you notice that you do it, um, which I think is great. So I'll just tell you about it. Um, is, okay. <laughs> is that uh, you you you're showing how relationally things get better, but you frame it. Like it really is you first because it is like it really like like it it's not about whether it's not about being able to express your feelings so that someone else feels comfortable. It's not about being able to express your feelings so that not and, and not even the primary thing isn't even so that we can stay together. It's so that you are released <laughs> that Arabia is free that she's not having to be. To putting herself in a corner to try to appease mm-hmm. somebody else. And so you are doing all of the things for you, but every everybody wins. <laughs> like, so I just like the That's way that right. you frame it. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, this is definitely for me. Um, but in, the, in a way, like, yes, it's for me, but like my improvements radiate outside of me for the mm-hmm. people in my community mm-hmm. that are affected by my life. Mm-hmm. And like the immediate, the immediate value is my friends and family. Great. But like, as I said at the top of my call, like I'm married now. I want to be my best self for my husband. Mm-hmm. I want to be my best self for my children. Mm-hmm. And you know, it starts with you. Yeah. It starts with you. So yeah, that's, that's how I, I, I'm approaching it. Yeah, 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 yeah. To have in mind that, <laughs> yes, relate, like, I need to keep these others in mind because, yes, I affect them. Um, but I also mm-hmm. can't make my healing contingent on these people, but I'm still aware of them. And that's really, right. really uh, a good, it's, it's literally a skill to have, to be able to um, focus on you with others in mind is not something that everyone can do. That's, it's a deeply empathetic trait. Um, and um, it is a skill you, you can work on it. That's literally what, what was happening. That makes me feel good. And it, shout out to you. You the one that told you the one that's been coaching me. I didn't start this way. <laughs> I, Boom, it's bang, been I'll a long it. time coming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a joint effort. It. It's a joint effort. So, Yay! <laughs> overall, overall, what give give us our give us our last list of bullets of like what are the things that are different now? What's positive? What do you see different? We we heard like so many positive things, but just give us give us the recap. What's different? What's happening next? So first off, I feel so much better. I feel like a weight is completely lifted off of me, um, for sure. Um, from a lot of Things I've been hurt by in my past, um, in my relationships um, across the board. Um, but I'm happy. I, I, I feel so happy. Um, 
I feel like my life has kind of done a 180 between, um, like around the time that we first got in contact to, to now, um, for sure, a 180 for the better. Um, I feel like I've shed also my resentful heart, um, and I'm maturing. And a lot of maturity is understanding that, you know, it's that typical saying, it's like, it's your attitude, how you approach life. Like it is what it is with life, but how do you receive it? Mm-hmm. How are you processing it? And that's in your control, but everything else is not in your control. Yeah. And I want to live a healthy and happy life. So I, um, uh, oh my gosh, a huge thing we discussed in our, in our sessions mm-hmm. is stop taking everything so damn personal. <laughs> I was the personal person like <laughs> everything was personal yeah. it was deeply rooted in my value as a person yes. it was deeply rooted in my self-worth as a woman or yes. you know whatever it is and that was just not the case um that's not the case at all so definitely um not taking things personal has just got me a long long brought me a long way I feel so confident walking into my 30s um with grace for myself and grace for others. And last point, but also the most simplest point is I feel so much nicer. I feel like to the point we were talking about before is that now that my internal mental health, spiritual health are better, I'm radiating so much love for others. And um, it's, unconditional love it's another thing we talked about mm-hmm. having a resentful heart coming from a resentful place is everything was conditional for me mm-hmm. but do now that i'm better i have a different perspective and i'm approaching things differently my relationships differently i am able to be nicer and love endlessly um unconditionally so things are things are going great um so far that doesn't mean the work is over the work really is just starting mm-hmm. um but I'm, I'm very insightful and hopeful for what's to come. Well, that's that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> this, Yay. Is, this is great. I really appreciate you sharing everything that you have today. Um, it's I'm my gonna pleasure. Be, I loved it. I'm going to be listening back to this thing, taking my own notes. Okay, take my own notes. Like you're just super clear, and um, it's really, really nice to hear. Like just how everything is just synthesizing together, and it's working. So I love it. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I appreciate you sharing your things with us. It's my pleasure. I absolutely love working with you. Um, So we did our twelve week, or we did our eleven weeks, and we're going to be starting our um, marriage. Um, counseling can't wait yes. marriage counseling doesn't have to happen when you're about to uh, split ways guys it, it could be great when you're when everything's going great as well everything's going right with, mm-hmm. great with my new husband and myself so I'm mm-hmm. so excited for us to keep planting mm-hmm. um, keep planting our seeds and watching them grow and um, I, I love the work you're doing I'm a thousand time thousand percent supporter and I'm so appreciative of you having me on the podcast today and we are out of here. 
I know some of y'all are probably listening in the ad like, oh my gosh, I really would have given the cash app, but she's not giving the cash tag. But fortunately for you, I have it. It's also written in the show notes below. Dollar sign, Tay Chan, T-A-Y-C-H-A-N-D. And for those of you who are so gracious and you're out of the country and you've been listening to the podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to give. And you've been saying, but where is the PayPal? And you can find me on PayPal by typing in the email, taylor at threshcoach.com. T-A-Y-L-O-R at thresh, T-H-R-E-S-H, coach, C-O-A-C-H.com. And that's where you'll find me on PayPal. This has been, I think, a really fun episode. I'm having a great time in season six. (laughs) Aren't we loving it? Aren't we loving to see how things are developing? It's really interesting. Um, it's, It's a very interesting ride over here. So I will see you all next week. Thanks for being here.